0: and welcome to this next edition of Getting to Know Gray 17. If you missed our last episode, you can catch it in the links below where I uh, interviewed Emily, one of uh, the co-hosts of the Gray 17 podcast. Uh, This is something I'm going to keep doing until I interview all of the hosts to not only get to know them a little bit better myself, but also allow you, the audience, to get to know us better too. So my name is John and with me is... Nicole. Great. So Nicole... Uh, thank you for doing this. Uh, last time was very, it was very fun. Um, I uh, have known you uh, quite a bit longer than Emily. So this conversation will be a little bit different, <laughs> but why don't we, why don't we start and allow you to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah. Uh, so my name is Nicole. Uh, I am on the Gray 17 podcast. I'm one of the newbies. Um, and let's see, I live in Northern Illinois. I'm engaged. I have three cats. Um Yeah, that's pretty much who I am, I guess, in a nutshell.
0: (laughs) All right. So let's start with the same thing I asked Emily. So how did you hear about the Gray 17 podcast and what made you want to be a part of
1: it? So Scott had posted that he was looking for people to join a podcast with him. Uh, And one of the reasons why I wanted to join it was, one, I thought it would be fun to do something that's completely out of my comfort zone, like watching a sci-fi show and, and joining this world that I'm unfamiliar with. Um, And two, I actually am a broadcaster by trade. So um, a podcast is something I've always wanted to do. And I thought it'd be a really good opportunity for me to kind of see, you know, some of the things I don't know, like I can, you know, put together a show, I can interview, I can talk, I can edit, I can do all those things. But there's a lot of things I don't know about the podcasting world, like how do you get posted on Anchor? How do you do this or that? So I thought it'd be a good learning experience for me, too, as well as exposing me to something that I'm just not familiar with. And maybe I'll find something new that I like. So that's kind of why I decided to join.
0: Well, you said a bunch of stuff there that I want to I want to get back to (laughs) and cover. But one of the things was, um, you know, famously, I think on our show, you're one of the ones who's not a sci-fi person. Yeah. So I assume you had not heard of Babylon five before you started this. Yeah,
1: no. I mean, the closest thing I heard to it was I've heard of Battlestar Galactica, but only because Scott used to host these epic game nights and he had a Battlestar Galactica board game that we used to play all the time. And I somehow ended up being the Cylon, which was the bad person. But Spoilers. Spoilers. I, yeah, Spoilers, sorry, but I thought that's what he was talking about when I originally heard Babylon 5. I was like, Oh, the game we used to play. He's like, No, it's not the same thing. I'm like, Really? So I had no, I'd never heard of Babylon 5 before at all.
0: Do you know it's hilarious how many people, even now, when I'm like, Oh, I have this podcast and like, Oh, what is it? And I go, "Oh, Babylon 5, and they go, Oh, Battlestar Galactica.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I did it. I did it. Everyone
0: <laughs> says it. Everyone says it. I have. Uh, I have not met a person or even like had friends that knew Babylon five off the top, which yeah. says nothing about the show. It's come to love it. So it's, it's not an indictment on Babylon five, but I think so many people at least know Battlestar Galactica, even if you're an office fan and that sure. very famous cold open, you know, bears beats Battlestar Galactica. I think people just know that title. So,
1: yeah. And you know, what's funny is when we started doing the podcast, a bunch of people that I knew came out of the wood- woodwork and were like, I love Babylon five, like a guy that I knew in high school. Um, that I, you know, talked to on Facebook here and there. He was like, oh my God, I love Babylon 5. He watched it when it came out. So I thought that was pretty cool that like, there's people I've literally had in my life for all these years that were actual fans of it, that liked it. So I was like, dang, what did I miss? So now I'm finding out.
0: (laughs) Just sitting on a gym, not letting anybody know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, one of the things we like to do too is, um, so I mentioned at the top that I've known you for a while, but why don't you walk us through how you know the rest of the hosts Um, before you join
1: so um I met Scott um through model government um obviously a bunch of you guys all went to Western and I went to UIS and we all got to know each other through there um Jesse was the same Justin Kevin we all were in MIG together you um so that's really how I know you guys through that college organization and then just shenanigans afterwards <laughs> that was the introduction to the door and then the shenanigans ensued after Blake as well too yeah.
0: um
1: and then uh mike and emily i met through the podcast and actually emily and i got together over the summer and went to a pumpkin patch and like spent the day hanging out and we realized that we had a lot in common so it was pretty cool to uh get to know her on a more personal level because you know, um, her and Mike and Scott have known each other since high school. So, um, you know, obviously they're all a little bit more tight knit, but I feel like it was really cool to get to know them too. And somehow we all work in our dysfunction. <laughs> so, uh, but you and I specifically have had some pretty crazy times together. And I got to say, uh, <laughs> We'll, we'll keep that to ourselves and not scare the listeners and the viewers. Maybe
0: we'll share some stories at some time, but uh, for now, I think we want people to like us and, you know, right. I don't know what the statute of limitations is on some of that. So let's, yeah, let's, let's keep it between us for now. Um, so you mentioned being on radio. Yes. So um, maybe you want to tell us a little bit about how you got into that. Cause that's a, that's a pretty interesting gig. And yeah. it's an even more interesting gig when you talk about podcasting, because you talk for a living. Yeah, so I should just let you do this whole interview. So why am
1: I? Even- <laughs> yeah, I mean, really? No, Um, I actually, yeah, I've wanted to do radio my whole life. Uh, when I was a little kid, uh, you know how you'd get like a toy that would have a big box? Well, I would sit behind the box and do radio shows for my parents. And then I had my dad cut a window like it was a TV and I would do newscasts. So I'd be seven years old doing radio shows and new- newscasts for my parents. So growing up in Chicago, uh, we had amazing radio in the 90s. And there was specific people that I just wanted to be. Um, I would listen to them, I'd record them, I'd emulate them. And then finally, when I got to my community college, they had a community radio station. It was the first thing I signed up for before I even signed up for my regular classes. And all you really had to do was take this one semester class that didn't count as credit and learn all the rules and how to work everything. And then you got a show. And I ended up you know, at 18 years old with three shows and being the assistant station manager. And I just dove in and I learned as much as I could and I practiced and I Did that from 1999 to 2005 um, because you didn't have to be a student to be on the air there as long as you took that class. So there was actually a guy who's still on the air there who was there for like 25 years with this iconic jazz show that people from all over listen to. So, yeah, um, so I I did that. And then when I moved to Springfield, I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to give up my show. I did online radio for a while on this online station. So I did a show there a couple nights a week. So I was able to kind of still practice. And then finally, in the beginning of 2006, I got my first actual pain radio gig. Um, and I was just a voice tracker, where which means you pre-record your show um, twice a week, part-time. And then they loved me so much, they ended up hiring me full-time and promoting me. And since then, I've worked in uh, I would say probably eight different formats. I've worked in um, Springfield, Decatur, back to Springfield, DeKalb, Chicago uh, and then now I'm back in DeKalb. So I've basically worked all over Illinois. I've done many many formats and um, I really have learned everything you can learn about radio I you know I can edit, I can create commercials I can do voiceovers I could do, um, anything really. Uh, and I actually, one of the skills I just learned was how to program a station. So now I know oh. how to do all the backend programming work. So really at this stage in my career, I mean, I've literally been doing this from 1999 to now, and I think I've done every air shift, every position. So yeah, it's, it's just something I love. And, you know, for a while I was part-time working in offices mm-hmm. and it just didn't, those jobs were fine. Uh, you know, they were nice corporate jobs, but it just didn't make me happy, you know? Um, so now that I'm back doing it full time, it really makes me happy. And I'm currently on in three cities. So it's pretty crazy. Next step, I'll be taking over the world. <laughs>
0: I right, Listen, I have no <laughs> doubt about it. I have no doubt about it. In fact, um, is there any place our fans, maybe can they check you out online? Is it, is there any way they can, they can listen to you if they- sure.
1: I mean, if they want to, um, Hmm. I do a morning show on 949 WDKB and DeKalb. I do afternoons from 4 to 8 p.m. on WNNS in Springfield, which is new. So I get to haunt all of my enemies and ex boyfriends with my voice. It's pretty fun. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and then I do a show in Rockford, Illinois on uh, 95 through the Bull on Sundays. So, uh yeah. And I do everything from I mean this is a trade secret, but I do everything from my home studio at in DeKelb and I can really record from anywhere, which is pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, that's I mean, it's incredible. I, you know, you mentioned, we've known each other for a long time. And I remember at first you're like, Oh, yeah, I'm in the radio. And I was like, Oh, you know, you're you're always like a little skeptical, like, what what does that mean? Like, yeah, listen to you? <laughs> and then through the years, you're like, Oh, now I'm on this, now I'm on this. And I'm like, damn girl, like killing it, <laughs> killing it. Yeah,
1: and you know, it's crazy because my ultimate dream was to be on the air in Chicago. And I did, I was on the air in Chicago for almost seven years, but when the pandemic hit, I got furloughed, and unfortunately they weren't able to have me back. And then I was heartbroken, but then I ended up getting a full-time gig. Uh, and now I got promoted to an assistant program director. So I'm well on my way to moving up the ladder. I just, um, you know, I as sad as I was to not be on in Chicago anymore, I'm so happy to be doing what I'm doing now because not only my full-time, but like I've already been promoted in a year and I'm really involved in the community. So I do a lot of like, um, you know, volunteer work and outside things, um, you know, in my community, which I honestly feel like making a bigger impact and helping others to me is a little bit more rewarding than having the guts and the glory of like, oh, I'm on in market number three, which I am. It's on my resume. Nobody can take that away. (laughs) But also like, I feel it's a lot more fulfilling to be able to really put your roots down somewhere and make a difference. And that's what I'm able to do now while doing what I love.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And in fact, so I'd ask you, you know, when you're not working, what do you do? Most people's answers is something they love. So you already do that for a job, which is incredible. (laughs) But when you're not on the radio, what do you, what do you like to do? What hobbies do you got?
1: So I love reading, which, you know, I'm a nerd. So that makes sense. I'm a nerd in a a different way than you are particularly. (laughs) So, um, I don't know. I just, honestly, I really like to go out when I can, um, you know, go have a few drinks, watch live music. Concerts are my favorite thing. Um, you know, I do volunteer work outside of work. Uh, you know, just honestly, like if there's a good time to be had and there's laughs to be had, I'm there. I'm pretty much open to anything. I'm not really athletic or sporty. So if you want me to go like run a 5k or you want me to go ax throwing, I'd probably hurt myself. Um, But if you want to go sit somewhere and have some drinks and watch some live music, I'm your girl, maybe some comedy. That's what's up, you know?
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I'll say one of the things I know every time either I see, you know, a message you send or a snap or a Facebook. I mean, I, I think you go to more live music shows than almost anyone I know. So in that vein, you watch a lot of music. But when it's your turn with the mic, what's your go to karaoke song, karaoke song?
1: Oh, this is good. Uh, good question. OK, so recently it's been You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. Just <laughs> got a lot of anger inside me. I want to get out, you know, yeah. um, I've been known to do Jump Around by House of Pain. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a banger, um, and then I've also been known to do Love Shack with a partner or two, okay. um, and then uh, Friends in Low Places. That's a great karaoke song. Mm-hmm. I want to do the songs that are going to get people to sing along and join. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah you can't yeah. go wrong with a little Garth or a little Love Shack. You know. So,
0: and I notice all of your songs are upbeat. So, since you, <laughs> like me, have a, have have a, a love of karaoke. What are your thoughts on the people who do the sad songs?
1: Oh, they just need a hug. Honestly, (laughs) a hug, maybe a shot of tequila. I actually, I, one of the things that I did last year was I, Came up with the idea of having a karaoke for a cause fundraiser. And oh, me and my two friends, we planned a fundraiser based around karaoke. And it was a hit. We had a blast. So um I really do like karaoke. And there was no sad songs that night. <laughs> yeah. So
0: I mean, it's just I I get it. People like, you know, those songs are moving and they like them. But sure. When you're in a karaoke environment, it's usually a party right happier atmosphere so you want to keep it going you know you can't have somebody sing love shack and then you come in with you know some sad right sad shit it's like well
1: (laughs) i think the worst is kid rock and show crow picture because every when that song came out anytime you went to karaoke two people who could not sing for shit were doing that song you know so uh there are definitely some downer songs i do not like to hear
0: So you mentioned some cats, so you got some pets. Uh, So here's a question for you. If your pets could talk, what do you think they'd say about you?
1: Oh, they would say I'm ridiculous. (laughs) They would probably curse at me. They would probably be like, come on, get up and make us dinner, get us our food. Uh, They would be hella demanding. And actually, we've talked about what we think our cats' voices are. And just based on their personalities, I think that our cats are the mean girls. So like the one cat, she's really pretty, but she's really mean and bitchy. So she would definitely be um, the, uh, oh God, what is the girl's name? Now I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, she'd be the Regina George. Uh, my one cat, she's kind of ditzy and clumsy, but very sweet. She would definitely be Karen. Mm-hmm. And then the other cat, she would definitely be the Katie because she's kind of like the, the fuck people doing over here, cat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, she's really sweet and affectionate, <laughs> but also she's kind of like, you know, come on, like get it together. So I, I envision, uh, that is how they sound if they were talking.
0: Do you think you are the topic of conversation always?
1: uh oh yeah they're probably talking mad shit about me
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm also for those so i said regina i am a fan of mean girls not yes fan me. it's fantastic fantastic great movie um okay so here's another one for you so you've you've taken over the world with your radio it is now time for the nicole biopic what actor is playing nicole
1: um, probably Reese Witherspoon just because oh. she's amazing. Uh, she can do anything. And I have many, many moments in my life where I'm like, all right, let me channel my inner Elle Woods or let me channel my inner Melanie Carmichael. Like she, <laughs> so I feel like she's kind of my, my go-to like, okay, if I need a bad bitch moment, I think of her roles and that's how I sometimes draw that inspiration. Yeah. So she's- it would make sense if she played me
0: that's a That's a fantastic choice, Oh, She's and good. we're
1: yeah, and we're also both very short, so it's very fitting
0: that is true. I didn't. I wasn't sure how much you wanted to say. You are very diminutive in size. yes,
1: I am only five three my fiance is six five It's very entertaining for everybody <laughs>
0: uh it's 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 something all right um, so Emily was also a reader. I'm a reader it's, it's not surprising. a lot of these circles people like to read, which is a good thing. um I asked her the same question. so if given the opportunity, though, what book would you
1: write? Mm. Honestly, I would probably write a story about taking tragedy and trauma in your life and learning from it and growing and growing from that and, in up like rising up from it, you know, cause I've been through a lot medically, uh, you know, I have a heart condition. There has been a few times where I almost died, like not to be dramatic or a downer, but it is true. Like, yeah. you know, there's been a few times where I didn't know if I was going to make it and, and that's not any bullshit that's very very true and and honest and it really changes your mind you know your mindset and it, it, a lot of things that i feel like i looked at before were like for example if i had a birthday party and 47 people came but 3 didn't i would focus on the 3 that didn't as opposed to being grateful for the 47 that were there after all that happened now i'm so much more just grateful. And I look at things a lot different. I'm a lot more positive. Like I don't let things bother me. I don't hold grudges. I don't hold on to stuff. Don't get it twisted. You fuck around. You're going to find out, but you know, like it's just a totally different mindset. So for me, I feel like I would write a book about how do I take all of that and, and learn and grow from it? Because regardless of what's happened in my life, I've always somehow got back up and I don't even know where it comes from. And people ask me all the time, they're like, how do you do it? How do you keep going? And, you know, like, even after my mom passed away, I tried to go back to work a week, a week later. And everyone's like, no, you need to stay home. And like, I ended up, I ended up getting so sick. I got um, this thing called cellulitis in my face. So the whole side of my face was like out to here. My eye was swollen shut. I, I like couldn't stand And the day I was supposed to go back to work, that happened. And I had to take another two weeks off. And I literally was just in bed taking medication sick for the first week. And I think that that was my body's way of saying, you need to stop and you need to rest, you know, because there was a couple months where it was just like, you know, just on, like all this stuff was happening with my mom. So, you know, I feel like um, you really can take things in your life and you can either decide, am I going to let this define me or am I going to let this fuel me? And I just really try to, to let it fuel me. So that's the kind of book I would write. And actually that's kind of what I want to do for a podcast of my own one day is, is have uh, something a little uplifting and, and something where I talk to people who've been through stuff and how do they overcome it? Because I feel like that's a book or that's a podcaster. that's a story that people need to hear sometimes, especially with the mental health crisis that's going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Like when you are going through something, 97% of other people have either felt that or are going through it too, right. even though you think you're alone and you're not. And I actually was um, at an event yesterday where we were talking to high school girls about things that stress them out. And a lot of the things they said are things that some of the adults still deal with on a daily basis. And the biggest thing is people don't talk about it. But if people were open and transparent about their struggles, it can really help other people. Sorry, I... As you can tell I like to talk a lot so I get a little long-winded I'm sorry but yeah that's that's you're the good. book I would write <laughs> you're good
0: it's a, it's a great book and uh, it's a great point you know I, I think of it a lot and I relate it to you know in school they always say there's never a dumb question always ask the question because if you are thinking it like somebody else is almost always thinking it yeah and I have found that to be so true in my life in many facets where um, you know I was I was in some advanced classes and I was like everyone else seems so smart there's no way anyone else is No, I got to be the only dumb dumb in this class thinking (laughs) this, and then I ask it, and then sure as shit somebody else is like, oh yeah yeah, I thought that too, or like, or they would have a like a follow up, or like clearly they also were thinking Mm -hmm. of it, but because for some various reasons, which we could spend a whole podcast talking about, people get self conscious and not wanting to appear a certain way. Yeah, they don't want to appear damaged, and so I you know I, I I spent time in the military, and you know there's a a a whole other issue to talk about with mental health in the military but yeah you know even at the time i thought man it would be really nice to to talk to a therapist but you do get worried that it will affect your career you you might be labeled a certain way and a lot of guys take that when they leave the military and they keep that and they hold on to that because they don't want to be weak they don't want to show they have problems they're not strong enough they're not tough enough right they i mean talk about toughness i um, all right. the time with men, not even just in the military. Um, but when I got out, I was like, you know, I'm I'm just going to do it. Thankfully, I had good health insurance. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But I've, I've seen a therapist now for years and I, I'm i the same way. I'm a big believer and I talk about it as much as I can. I've mentioned as much as I can. I try to get family and friends to, to try it and to speak out. So um, yeah. I look forward to that book and or that podcast. You so. know,
1: one day, maybe I'll actually write it. We'll see. <laughs> now you got me thinking. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, well, listen, being on the radio, being a part of Gray 17 is dope. So I don't know if you want to switch places, but if you could switch places with anyone, past, present, anyone, dead or alive for one day, who would you choose?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. You know, if I could switch places with one person, I would say Madonna, but 80s Madonna, not plastic surgery Madonna. Like, <laughs> because I, so going back as a kid, I knew every word to every Madonna song, there is no reason I should have known the lyrics to those songs at five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old, That's but true. I did. I always loved him down to growing up, but now as a grown woman listening back to her music from the eighties, she was so ahead of her time. And like the things that she sang about are the things that all these girls are now singing about. And like, you know, the woke culture, like, like girl power, women empowerment. And she was doing that. And her Janet Jackson, Even Paula Abdul, to an extent, they were doing that in the 80s. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a list. Right. So when I listen back to that now, I'm just like, damn, like she knew what was up like all those years ago before it was like okay to talk about. So- I would say I would probably switch place with like the late 80s Madonna also because holy hell, her life had to be crazy. And just for one day, I would like to live that <laughs> rock star life.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised then when you say karaoke. So your go to is not any Madonna song like a virgin. I mean, none of, uh, material you know, girl, none of it.
1: I am an. I can't do some Madonna, but I'm an alto, so I can't sing that oh. high. And some of her notes, like if you're going to sing Madonna and you don't do it right, just get yeah. the fuck out. Like, you know what I mean? So, but I will say there is one Madonna song that I do like to do, which is Open Your Heart. And uh, that's a really good one. Oh, and Express Yourself. That's, that's an iconic song.
0: Classic. Classic. Okay. So you interview people, you ask people lots of questions, but what's the one question you wish people would ask you more?
1: You know, I was thinking about this because... I don't really know if anyone ever asks me anything, you know, like, well, oh, you're on the radio. Well, what does that entail? You know, people think it just is, I talk behind a mic and press buttons, but there's a lot more that goes to it. Um, but, you know, I guess, honestly, like, I kind of wish people would every once in a while, just ask me if I'm okay. You know, like you can ask me about my career. You can ask me about anything. I'm an open book. As you know, i I'm talking way too much and being very open in this interview, but Every once in a while, it would be nice if someone was just like, hey, how you doing? Are you doing okay? Because I feel like I'm always very much checking on people. And this is no shade to anybody. Um, But like, I don't know, there's this uh, meme I saw the other day that said, check on the strong people. And -hmm. it's really true because I feel like I'm that person where like, you'll never know if I'm going through something because I'll put on a happy face and smile and everything's great, but I might be dying inside. So I guess every once in a while, just ask me if I'm doing okay.
0: <laughs> hey, Nicole, how you doing?
1: You know, I'm doing great right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that is good to hear. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's flip it though. What's, uh, what's a question that everyone asks that you wish they would ask less or wouldn't mm-hmm. ask?
1: When is your wedding? <laughs> you know, here's the thing. We are very happy. We are going to get married. It's just, you know, we've had a lot of life circumstances mm-hmm. that have come up you know, like when we started planning, my mom got sick and died, you know, and then COVID happened and all these things happen. And, you know, we, you know, I lost my job, got a new job, we moved. So now we're finally at a point where we can really start planning again. Um, But it's literally like people who barely even talk to me or I barely know will be like, oh, when's your wedding? And it's like, you know, it just because we're not married on paper it doesn't mean it's not a valid relationship. And I feel like sometimes some people feel like, oh, well, you have to take that step in order for it to be like legit. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. But I think, I, I think people ask because it was me. I'm asking because I just know it's going to be an awesome oh, time. Oh, it's going to be. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's going to be epic party. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be an epic party. Trust me. Um, But when it comes down to it, I have his debit card pin number. So, I really nice. don't even need that piece of paper because I got all I need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs>
0: nice. All right. A couple more here. We'll wrap it up. But uh, what's something that most people dislike that you like?
1: Taylor Swift. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I read that wrong. I read that wrong. I don't like Taylor Swift and a lot of people like her. Um, okay. So I answered that wrong, but something that I like that a lot of people dislike, yeah. that is a good question. Um,
0: We'll come back. By the way, there's gonna be a follow-up question. So we can stick with that. So you dislike Taylor Swift.
1: Yeah. She just annoys me. I mean, here's the thing. I don't know. I just, I work in radio, so I'm just sick of her. Like everyone's like, oh my God, she's the greatest thing on the planet. Uh, I'm spending a million dollars to go see her. That's great and all, but like, she's not like, she's talented, but like, there's other people out there that I think, I don't know, maybe might be better or, not as dramatic or not as fake seeming, or I don't know. I'm just, there's so much hype and I just don't get it. Um, I will say I have listened to her new album and it's pretty good so far what I've heard, but I'm not one of those like total hardcore Swifties where I'm like, Oh, you know, like I just, I, I'm not, I don't know. I just don't get the hype, but. I mean, that's fair. Different yeah. shows,
0: different folks. Yeah. But now in that same vein, so let's go back to it then. So yeah. what's something you do like that? Everyone's like, really? That?
1: um <laughs> let me think uh that's a really good question um what is something i really like that people think is a lame basically remember the show jag yes i love that show <laughs> i think you um everybody over 65 yes totally. <laughs> yes i love jag and um the show new york undercover has been on a lot lately okay. those are two shows that are old but specifically jag i have okay back in the day, I went and bought all the box sets. So I literally have them all. I love that show. And everyone makes fun of me because I'm not old, but I don't care. You can say what you want. First of all, Jag brought us Mark Harmon, which was brought us NCIS. Jag was before NCIS and I loved NCIS too. So, um, so is it,
0: is this your unofficial announcement that you're going to have a JAG podcast? Oh my. Yeah.
1: No, because nobody would listen because people who are fans of JAG probably can't figure out the internet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh,
0: you're probably not wrong.
1: I mean, you know,
0: <laughs> but right, I do well. love that show. Okay, so give me a favorite memory of Grey 17 for you so far.
1: Um, I feel like my favorite memory so far is um, the live uh episode we did for the finale like the end of season 1 recap yeah. that was just so fun because i feel like um it was a lot of fun but also it gave us a moment to really recap what we just took in mm-hmm. um and i think that was probably one of my favorite memories but also some of my other favorite memories are the nicknames we've come up with for people and the shenanigans that happen behind the scenes that people don't always see. Um, I laugh a lot whenever we record. So, I mean, poor Scott, we probably drive him crazy with his herding cats and editing, but we have a lot of fun. So
0: it is comedy gold. I absolutely love it. And for all of you listening, if you're a Patreon member at a certain level, you can get all of that bonus content and hear oh, us yeah. craziness and get yeah. the bloopers. And, and, and the some stuff of the shit
1: there. we say is wild.
0: <laughs> it's something. It's something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So what are you most looking forward to with the with the rest of Grey 17?
1: Honestly, yeah. yeah. I really want to find out what freaking happens. <laughs> like, I'm dying to know what the next Things are, I want to know if Sinclair actually comes back like on a show or if it's just going to be, you know, video, um, you know, I, I want to know, is Talia going to stay or leave? I want to know, is Garibaldi and Talia ever going to get together? Are Delenn and Sheridan going to smash? Like, I want to know all these things. So my red yarn is out. My tinfoil hat is on and I'm ready to watch this show. And they keep saying when it gets to season three, it is on like Donkey Kong and I am ready for it.
0: Is there anything like Gray 17 specific that you're looking forward to or, or just just to find out the answer so you can finally talk about them?
1: Well, so I can finally listen to Beyond the Rim would be nice. Um, <laughs> but I think Gray 17 related, I, I think uh, looking forward to potentially doing some get togethers with everybody, maybe doing a live show recording or just getting to actually see everyone in person because you know we all live in different places. And um, I think the opportunity to just see everybody in person, whether it is we're just hanging out or catching up or recording something, um, maybe potentially we can go to one of the cons or something, you know, like those are the yeah. things I look forward to is trying to see where we can go and and just seeing everybody um, in person and giving everyone a hug, whether they want one or not, because it's going <laughs> to happen for me. It's called consent, Nicole. Okay. Okay, fine. I guess I'll ask for a consent for a hug, but chances are I probably won't. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. It is
0: what it is. <laughs> um, okay. So we, we wrap up this show with two truths and a lie. Um, so I will remind you or tell you if you didn't listen to the Emily interview. So I'm going to ask you to give me two truths and one lie. Don't tell me what the lie is. We're going to have people guess in the comments below. And then uh, a week or so later, we'll have you reveal what the lie was and see if people could guess it or not. So um, give me two truths and a lie, Nicole.
1: Wow, this not, is a not necessarily
0: one. in that order too.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. All right, let's see. Um, I've spoken on stage in front of 25,000 people. Um, I have a nest egg and a trust. Fund that nobody knows about. Ooh. And I finally got my dream car and got a Jeep.
0: Okay. So we've got you've spoken on stage in front of 25,000 people. You have some secret trust or hidden nest egg. You're rich, but nobody knows it. Um, or you will be rich and no one knows it. Yeah. And you finally got your dream car, which is a Jeep. Yeah. Okay. So in the comments below, please let us know what you think Nicole's lie is. And again, we'll let it be known here in the the coming weeks. So, all right, before we wrap up, Nicole, anything you want to say, anything you want to shout out or give it your time to shine?
1: Yeah, I mean, just uh, thank you for doing this. It's really fun. And I hope I get to interview you at the end because, you know, people want to get to know you too, John. (laughs) <laughs> you might have to get in line. Some of the other some of the other
0: hosts have already said, "Oh, I, I want to interview you. I want maybe maybe it'll just be a gang up on John session." Yeah, maybe all of
1: us should interview you. Um, no, I just I want to again thank the uh, listeners and uh, people who watch our YouTube videos and people who participate in the Facebook and the Patreon. And we have a really great community of people that support us. And I know I am so grateful for that, especially being a newbie and being somebody who is not uh, familiar with a lot of sci-fi tropes and different things, people have been really nice and accepting. And even if I say something dumb or wrong, nobody's been like a dick about it. So thank you everybody for being nice to the noob who is completely clueless and has no idea what's happening half the time. Um, but also I'm just super grateful for, um, every, everyone supporting us. And, um, I really hope that, uh, you know, as we continue to grow, we continue to get to know our fans even more because I feel like they really make doing this worthwhile. For sure.
0: I could not agree more with, with what you said. And it's, uh, it's crazy to me that we still have years. I know. Do. Years left. It's insanity. But I know.
1: And I hope we don't kill each other in those two years.
0: <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think if we're going to kill each other, we've done it by now. I think we've yeah, gotten over the hump.
1: I, yeah, I, we'll I be so fine. Good. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you again, Nicole, for coming on. This has been fun Um, as always. uh, If you are not familiar and you would like to check out our uh, Gray 17 podcast, you can find that in all the links below here on this channel. Please consider liking, subscribing, leaving comments, joining all of our socials. Um, It's a good time. Yeah. Uh, We appreciate you coming on. And I have been John and with me this time has been Nicole. All right. We'll see you next time, folks.